This is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast. This is VP. We are a solutions-based podcast, diving into the world of contrarian investing and alternative finance. You can find us hosted on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel, nonsenseforex.com, and podcast players everywhere. Episode 8 is brought to you by Markets.com. Now, I affiliate for two different Forex brokers for people outside of the United States, and they are very different from one another. This is on purpose. Now, my other affiliate for non-U.S. residents, Blueberry Markets, that's more my style. I'm an old curmudgeon. Give me MT4, leave me alone, be there if I need you, goodbye. But many of you enjoy a lot more features because you are able to utilize and leverage those features. And I totally get it. And that's where Markets.com comes into play. They have everything. They have MT4 and MT5. They also have TradingView. They have an in-house proprietary trading platform that people love. They have their own in-house education channel, news channel. It is the deluxe version of a Forex trading platform. So if that is more your style, click the link down below in the show notes to go straight to the blog that tells you everything you need to know, including banned countries and what you will get as a bonus. The minimum deposit for markets.com to receive my bonus is only $250. So a nice low cost of entry for a ton of features. My favorite in particular, and they allow me to do this because I'm an affiliate, is I am able to chart on MT4 all of the precious metals, copper, natural gas, oil, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, all of these things have played a major role in terms of me being able to enter the market at the most optimal times. Uh, So a big thank you to Markets.com for one, taking very good care of my subscribers, and two, for assisting me greatly in my own investing. It is the 10-Minute Contrarian Podcast, and real quick, I want to reference two videos, recent videos that I did on the No Nonsense Forex YouTube channel. The first one is the one that just came out this past week on the weekly chart, and how we use that to enter and exit trades in our buy and hold investments. So if you have not seen that video yet, please go watch it. And the other one I hope you've already seen is when I talked about money management when it comes to cryptocurrencies, because that exact same money management structure can be transferred over to things like mining stocks, which we also target here on the podcast. And I keep saying it, and I mean it, we're going to start doing a lot more episodes like we did last week with Polkadot, to where I take certain opportunities and drill down into those, because we need to, because our time is now. And I need to get this episode out of the way first because it's just the sign of the times. If I ever need to put out a special report like I'm doing right now, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stop everything because we are in the middle of something right now that we may not see for a long time. And that is a very large pullback in the markets that we like to invest in. And we may see worse pullbacks in the future. You know, this whole pullback we're right in the middle of might just keep going, but I don't know that. So I need to address it now. And I feel like we need to drill a little bit deeper in terms of the best way to enter these investments. Now, in the past, I've said, hey, if you like it and you're very bullish on it in the future, just enter the damn thing. You know, don't overthink it. And I mean that. Far too many retail traders out there think they are super, super good at determining when things are actually cheap and when things have value. Um, Newsflash, nobody is good at doing that. All the talking heads out there on YouTube and on CNBC, they're all terrible at it. They're all wrong way more times than they are right. And this is their career. This is what they do. This is what they went to school for. This is the job they've had for 20, 30 years. 
or in the case of crypto, four or five years. They are authorities in the space. And these authorities just so happen to be absolutely dog shit when it comes to telling us when it's a good time to buy or sell something. They've always been this way. This is why, just like in Forex trading, we do not mess with tops and bottoms here. It's a fool's errand. And it's always been, no matter what market it is. Well, VP, then why does everybody try to do it? Well, it's obvious. One, it gets clicks on YouTube. Um, two, it gets eyes on CNBC. You know, this is what dumb people want to see. Is this the bottom? Okay, well, I will invest now. You know, that's, they don't want to put in any work. They just want somebody with authority to tell them what to do, and then they do it. And then these people constantly get wrecked. They lose their money. The guy on TV does not. The guy on YouTube just keeps right on making videos. Why? Because they can get 20 of these things wrong. The one time they get it right, they will be known as the guy who called the top or called the bottom. And most people will forget about the 20 times they were wrong. Even the man I quote on this podcast all the time, Rick Rule, who I probably owe him money at this point, but he's a billionaire. He doesn't need it. He said it himself. He's a billionaire. He's made his entire fortune on contrarian investing. And he said, I have successfully called 20 of the last four bull markets. Nobody is good at this. So what do we do about it? Three things. One, stop listing these people. Um, listen to them for what they're good at and ignore the stuff they're not good at. I said this about Peter Schiff. <laughs> Every time he talks about Bitcoin or society, I ignore him. Anytime he talks about the economy, I listen to him because he's really good at that one part. And I do this with people in the commodity space and the crypto space too. People are like, oh, why do you listen to BitBoy Crypto and Altcoin Daily? They're a couple of shills. Well, two reasons. One, I don't patronize their products because I'm just not interested in them. And two, they bring a lot of really great information. They didn't become huge crypto channels by being shills. They got big by being very good at what they do. Stopping such a one-dimensional thinker. You know, there's levels to this. There's levels to everything. You just have to be able to flesh out in the media world, the relevant information from the hype. That's all it comes down to. Second, it does not take a financial genius to know when we are in the middle of a large pullback. Crypto is the most obvious one. If there is an entire sector to where you are very bullish on the overall future of it, and it just got done experiencing a 50 to 80% pullback, then you really need to get ready to take action. If not now, when? Well, I'm just afraid it has a chance of pulling back a little farther. You're never going to invest in anything with that mentality. Just put your money in a burlap sack and bury it in the dirt. That's my investment advice to you. You know, recognizing value in the market is one thing. Being overly value conscious is another. You know, the crypto market is something I'm very bullish on. This isn't like a 50 to 80% pullback in Beanie Babies. You know, this is something that's been around for 10 years and could very well redefine how we transact with money and how we compute on the computer. And it's getting better all the time. And even though the price dropped, the fundamentals did not. And if you just understand that very last part, you will be able to take part in fire sales like we have right now in cryptocurrency. Now, in mining stocks, this is happening too, but to a lesser degree. If you go to Yahoo Finance right now and type in any mining stock you've been interested in, you're not going to see this all the time, but what you will probably see if you hit the one year or simply just go to the year to date, you're going to see uh, it form kind of a hill 
to where you're at the bottom of the hill, and it gradually went up the hill, and now it's back down the hill at or near the price where it first started. And the fundamentals are very strong here, too. We've spoken about it. These are metals that everybody is going to need at some point. It's just a matter, really, of when we're going to start building, in the case of a lot of them. A lot of people tried to front-run it because they thought we are going to start building a lot sooner than we actually did, and then they lost interest and they sold off, which is a huge benefit for us because now prices are back to where they were a year ago, and the fundamentals haven't changed. We are still going to build. We are still taking huge measures to reduce our carbon footprint and electrify the world, and these metals, metals to which the supply is dwindling on just about all of them, are going to play a large part, and prices have come back down, especially in miners. You're going to see on the actual metals charts, like silver, for example, silver is really in a range. It didn't really pull back a whole lot, but silver miners certainly did. Fine with me. That's all the more value for us. And the reason I had to interrupt my own podcast episode schedule and bring this particular episode to you was to alert you, if you didn't already know, that a lot of these highly valuable investments that we target here on the podcast have just gotten a lot cheaper in price. And if you're ever sitting there wondering when it's time to enter, times like this make that answer very, very easy. Now, what's the third piece of this? Uh, The third piece is what I just got done talking about in the video, and that is use the weekly chart. I've entered positions after a big pullback, similar to what we're experiencing right now, and I've entered positions when price overall was in an uptrend. That good FOMO, which we talked about on this channel before too, But there was one constant in both of those situations, and that was I did not enter until my weekly chart told me to. For gold mining stocks, I watch my gold chart. For crypto, I wait for Bitcoin and Ethereum both to give me a go signal. And it typically happens at the same time. Not always, but usually. And by doing it this way, I certainly haven't got them all right, but this method has served me very, very well in terms of entering, especially from a psychological standpoint because I typically don't want to wait that long. This is normal, but my weekly chart makes me. And as is always the case, my charts have prevented my dumb head from entering at the wrong time, far more often than not. So when it comes to actually making your entries and trying to time your entries as best as you can, understand that for things that we are going to be holding onto for years, this part is not as important as money management. But as always, we're here to try to get the best of it. And I think the three main points I made on this podcast episode will serve you very well in the future if you follow it the right way. But please understand the circumstance we're in right now. Right or wrong, I get aggressive in times like this. And if I'm wrong, I'll average down. That's fine. You were going to be, quote, too early on a lot of these things. I was too early on copper. I don't care. I just wanted the stocks because I think they're going to go way, way up in the future. But if we were ever to get like a really meaningful drop in the price of copper, not like the one we just had, but like a really meaningful one, I'm going to average down and I'm going to load up on more stocks. Win-win. Now in the weekly chart video, I also said I'm going to touch on the money management side too, because what I said in that video is you need to have predetermined levels. And when price approaches that level, you need to stick to it and take a portion of that position off. Now, for most people, if you just simply do this and nothing else, money management-wise, you're going to be ahead of 99.9% of retail traders. Did I make that number up? Yes. Is it accurate? Yes. Because almost no retail trader sets these numbers in advance. Professional funds do. Retail traders don't. Wonder why. 
But as I also said before, there are levels to this. If you want, and this is the way I approach it, once price does hit those take profit levels, you can then turn to your weekly chart and say, okay, I am officially in exit mode. Not exit the whole position, but I'm in take profit mode, and I'm going to wait for my chart to give me a sell signal before I execute the take profit. This method has been very, very good to me. Because a lot of times when it hits your take profit level, it's because it's on fire and it's trending upward hard. And it may be far from done. And if this big move has a lot more left in the tank, then turning to your weekly chart and allowing it to tell you when to take that profit can often allow you to take that initial profit at a much better price. This is a huge win-win. Think about it. Prices already hit your take profit level. And either it's gonna drop a little bit and then your weekly chart is going to give you a sell signal, which means you won't quite get in at your price level, but you're going to get pretty close. We're talking about like 2x, 3x gains here already. Or your weekly chart is going to allow you to let this thing run further, sometimes much further, before it tells you to take that initial profit. There is some asymmetry at play here. Now understand, I really think this is a great time to be a contrarian investor, especially now that prices have dropped the way they are. And we need to get into these other episodes where we drill down into these opportunities. So it would take a lot for me to interrupt that schedule and talk to you about something like this, but this is big. And I think this episode is important because above anything, the entry portion is where a lot of us really don't have a lot of confidence in knowing if we're doing this the right way or at the right time or not. And that's always going to be the case. But at least now you have some guidelines to follow. This is the way I approach it. It has done me very well so far. And I wish the same for you guys going forward. This episode is contrarian in many ways. Most people have no idea when to enter. They just listen to pundits on TV who are normally telling everybody to enter when the market is near a top. Most people have no money management structure in place. And right now, with prices dropping the way they have, sentiment is at or near an all-time low across all of these sectors. Getting excited about entering a market like this sounds crazy to most people. But we are not most people. And we are certainly not crazy. We are just early. <laughs>